The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. New market comes to Waterford over the June bank holiday. It's a bit of a market with a difference. It's called the Greenway Market. It'll be open indoors at Waterford Retail Park. If you know the city, then it's just outside Waterford City Centre where you go to Home store more in Harvey Norman and all those places, Keith, isn't that right? That's right, yeah. That's how we describe it. It's the yep. old B&Q building. That's Keith Daniels, is the man behind it. He's here this morning to fill us in. We, you know, there's plenty of markets going on around the southeast. The reason that you're here this morning is it's that it's something with a bit of a difference and something that you've been working on for more than three years now, Keith, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, it's something I worked on. Uh, obviously, my background, current business is food trucks. And I started it in the business in late uh, 2018. Oh, so uh, before yeah, food trucks were yeah, a massive thing. Yeah, and uh, I I did it because I was involved in the music industry for a number of years and I known festivals and they were coming to festivals and so on. But the story was basically in year one in 2019, I went out and I went out to the festival circuit and events and, and markets. And I knew after year one, that the business was unsustainable because it was too seasonal mm. and, you know, it was quite p- high pitch fees going into markets and and festivals and things like that. So I kind of said to myself after year one, I said, right, we've got to try and change this a little bit. What we could do is do something unique and I came up with this concept called Movable Feast mm. and I looked at being in the car park in the Wolf Retail Park in Butlerstown on a Wednesday. I looked to try and get into Tesco across the road here in Arkeen for a, tu- a Wednesday, tu- I was looking at Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and mm. the other one was down by the RSC where actually uh, Supermax have gone since. I was unsuccessful on the other two but what I did is I built a relationship with the landlord of Wofford Retail Park and all of a sudden from being an outside Harry Norman's Treves on a Wednesday at lunchtime we were now, I now morphed it into trying to get the B&Q Garden Centre that was previously there which, which is Home Store and More is there. So Home Store and More went in and they weren't going to be doing garden stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a vacant thing. So I said, could we look in there? And she said, yeah, why not? So we went for planning. We got our planning last December, 12 months. Uh, we've been trying to get electricity in. It's a slow process. It's been frustrating at times. But look, we're here now. And it's and massive, open. is it, that building? Yeah. So basically what it is, it's quite a huge yard, but we, we're not going to be using the whole yard. But right. the building itself, when you said indoors, it has a canopy in there already. Ah, okay. So we're going to be using the canopy. That's our goal for the start. Okay. And we'll build it then and we'll, and we'll expand it and we'll get some more cover. So you'd hope for it to be an indoors-outdoors type? Yeah, it'll be an indoor. It'll be it'll be actually a mixture, a hybrid of both. And uh, we're going to get gazebos in there and all the crafters will be in there. Like what we have lined up so far is we've got, say, uh, Sunny South East, which are a outdoor bakery. Mm. A co- uh, husband and wife couple there coming in. I've got a... a I got Fiona and Paul from Barefoot Farm. They're going to start doing seasonal boxes of veg. Lovely. Which is going to be great. So you can go down there. I have uh, other crafters. They're full for June now for crafters. And July and August is filling up quite fast. So how many stalls are we talking there? Well, we're going to have 11 units in there. Okay. And what we're going to be looking at then is what they'll do is they could spec- like I'm going to have a food trucks in there. So I have a, a new startup called All in One. Mm-hmm. They're a burger truck. I've got a load of fries company is going in there. There's going to be an Italian going in. Lovely. Uh, we're talking now about the spudsy going in, be hot spots. So basically what it's going to be, it's going to be, up, the operational times for it is nine o'clock in the morning to three, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And it's also going to be on Bank Holiday Monday. So it's a great location. There's 936 free car parking spaces out there. It's near to the Greenway. It's near to the Car Mile. The Outer Ring Road is there. People will be fil- familiar with it. There's quite, you know, extensive shops out there, like, say, Home Store and More, PC World. 
uh, and so on. There's a cost there, as people would know. We're, not, we're new to the SETU arena as well. So, you know, to be, and the exciting thing is it's going to give a lot of startups an opportunity too to get to market. Mm. That's what, what I'm quite excited about as well, seeing all these new businesses starting up and, you know, cottage business. And, they, and, they, and this is the first time they're out there and I'm helping them then as well, trying to get to market and things. So, so as a, yeah. someone who likes to kind of potter around on a Saturday, if you went to... And the Washford Retail Park at Butlerstown there on out just outside Washford City if you're heading on the ring roads really. Um you can kinda of go in and wander around, grab a bit of lunch and then sit down. Yeah. Which is always my kind of issue with a market that you you know, if if it rains Mm. You don't really go, yeah. and then there's not always a lot of seating there. Now I've lo- I'm lucky enough now. We've got loads of seating. I got nine big uh, picnic benches, and I've brought in MJ and Magda from Waterford Walls. They're doing the interior design for oh, me lovely. now, so they're just about finished. And MJ did a lovely table there the other day. It's like a mushroom. Okay. And we found and we found these two two these two plastic geese. So we're going to try and make them all funky. So we're trying to do a little bit, you know, modern. So it's going to be going to be like a contemporary uh, farmers market, really. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm forward to. It. And that, and like the other thing as well, like when we go to like say the producers, these artisan artisan producers, what you've been doing, what the customer has found for years and years that love to try and support small uh, enterprises and small farmers, they've often picked up stuff in say like arcane stores where you'd have you know, say honey from some beekeeper yeah. in town. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is I'm going to try and get them to meet the, be- the beekeeper and hear a little bit of passion behind the story. Is Lovely. That, that's my goal, like to make it an experience as well for the, for the customer coming, but also giving uh, businesses, small businesses, an opportunity, you know, to grow their business and things. Brilliant. Have people changed in the last couple of years with the pandemic? You said food yeah. trucks since 2018 to festivals. But yeah. Food trucks really came into their own when the worst of the pandemic, those yeah. first six months yeah. After we were allowed out and about, was that a good thing for you? Or? It was a quite an unbelievable thing for me because what happened was the pandemic the pandemic came and I remember the last gig I did on the truck, I did the electric picnic mm. pre media launch in the March the mm-hmm. 11th mm-hmm. in 2020. It was 2020. It, it was, was 2020. Yeah, yeah. And basically what happened was the whole 2020, after my first real year in 2019 being on the scene, 2020 was looking fantastic and all of a sudden we were thinking this thing will be gone in a week or two weeks they'll sort it out and we'll get whatever you know they'll find out a cure for it so what happened was um, a few, for six weeks I was going around to people's parks saying what am I going to do you know like this the business is going to fail and I went to the Cavaliers family in uh, Cavalier Electric and they had a mm. yard on O'Connor Street and I went to him I wrote my letter said look could I go in there they were using it as the car park mm. and I said could I go in there from five o'clock to ten and uh, and so I could, you know, go online and all that and try and get a few walk-ins, like, say, go on Just Eat. And they graciously gave me the yard to be, and they gave it over to me. And now that's Phoenix, that's Yard, Phoenix Yard. That's Phoenix Yard Market now. So there's, you know, there's a few food trucks in there. It's building with big, massive goals for the for that building as well, or that area too. And that's kind of the cultural quarter area. That's the cultural that quarter. Now, yeah, Washford. and, you know, the whole thing is coming up. The whole cultural quarter, the greenway is being extended. So that part of the city is exciting as well. And, you know, the North Keys, we've been waiting for years and years, but... It looks like this is going to happen. So it's an exciting time for Ward for it overall. It is exciting time. Good to be involved in that as well. And um, if people want to check out your Facebook, if you look Greenway oh, yeah. Market Ireland, do you want to? You'll be sticking yeah. up a few photos as yeah. the weeks go on. Oh ah, yeah, we've seen like. it. Yeah, there'll be plenty of things to happen doing there, and we'll be like we're doing a campaign now at the moment where we're introducing you to some of the. I saw that. The, yeah. So some of the people that are going in there. Yeah, and good give a little stuff. story behind them. So there's lots more coming in now as well. Brilliant. And you said you're full for June, are you? If there's well, people uh, interested yeah, in applying to go to yeah, the market. Yeah, I would say to them that on our Facebook page. 
we have an Orion scan, we have an application form where it's for June, July and August. By all means, go in and see if a space comes available. Someone might drop out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, go there, see the application, fill it in. If you're, if you like, you will have to have your own insurance. There's no two ways about mm-hmm. that. But what will happen is if you're a food business, you'll have to be HSE, HSE okay. registered. But look, I'm there to help anyone that needs any advice. I've got one guy now, Rob at the moment. He's a... Uh, He's Argentinian. Okay. And he's looking at an Argentinian grill and oh. I'm helping him getting up. So we're looking at that coming in now nice. as well. You know, so. And are there any stuff. permanent structures there? I know you said you'd broken it all down, but there will be mm. there things that are there permanently. Like as in units are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there'll be, there'll be, the pizza guy is coming in. Uh, he wants a regular spot all in one. So there will be a couple of regular things so they can build up a regular clientele. And like if you look at the industrial estate and the Carmyle and all the IDA centres, Whitfield and so on, that's a fantastic area for the yeah. people working in that area to pop down for their lunch uh-huh. it was on a Friday. And we're also, like, this is a unique thing, like saying I wanted to bring a contemporary. I'm getting a girl coming, going in there now. She does well-being. So she does Reiki and head, mm-hmm. Indian head massages and reflexology. So she's going in there. So it'll be something totally different, you know what I mean? So this is the modern times and what, like you said, Arla, we've come through the pandemic of, of COVID. It's knocked people for six and we're only getting backed again. You know, people are still having, I, I came from Tesco there a second ago and a guy had a mask on him. So it's not gone, you know, no. psychologically. So having something like this as well in the open air, half open air and uh-huh. half undercover, you know, could be, well, I hope to have a real success in it. Yeah, well, best look with it. Washford becoming quite the cosmopolitan city, hasn't it? It's yeah. like something that they have in much bigger cities in Europe as well. Yeah. It is the Greenway Market. And you can check it out on Facebook. Greenway Market Ireland is the search. You'll see some of the traders that are going to be there over the June Bank holiday weekend. And that is when it is all kicking off again. It is at the Washford Retail Park in Butlerstown, where you'll also find Harvey Norman, Homestore Moor, all of those sort of places. Um, and it's open the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday as well, of the no, bank holiday. But every bank holiday Monday will open as well. Every because it'll be a fat people like will be going to visit the Greenway and things like that. And they have True. plenty of parking they can go so for. So you're gonna do week Weekends and Fridays. Yeah, Fridays. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and bank holiday Mondays. Lovely stuff. I'll be down for some form Fantastic. of a burrito or falafel. Yeah. <laughs> that is my food truck of choice. Thanks a million for no coming problem. in and best of luck. Thanks very much, all. With Orla. it all, that is Keith Daniels, and he is the man behind the Greenway Market kicking off in the June bank holiday in Washford Retail Park. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Today is the last day of Bike Week. Lots of events happening around the southeast and beyond. And some great things happening in Wexford Town in particular, including the launch of e-bikes in the town, thanks to Bolt. Claire Goodwin is the cycling and walking officer with Wexford County Council. And she joins me on the phone this morning to tell us more about that. How are you, Claire? Very good, Orla. How are you? I'm very good. Happy end of bike week. Has it been a success <laughs> in County Wexford? It has. It's been great and it's been a been a busy week, but I hope we've brought lots of different events to people to enjoy. So get people out and about on their bikes. What's the number one issue for cyclists? And I'm not talking people who get on their racers on a Sunday. I mean, people mm. like maybe thinking about the environment and trying to get from A to B. The number one issue we hear every single day. Um, lots of people mad to cycle, but just afraid of yeah. traffic, afraid afraid of the roads, mm-hmm. un- feeling unsafe, mm-hmm. feeling nervous. So we really, really need to get people to slow down um, and we need to install a lot more cycling infrastructure so people do feel safe to get mm-hmm. on their bikes. Mm-hmm. I think an awful lot of people, a lot, lot more people would 
if they felt safe to do so. Oh, totally. I cycled in my home village in County Wexford all through my childhood. I don't think I'd put my child uh, on a bike now um, and let her cycle through that same village. It would terrify me. Um, But at the same time, oh, I don't know. I, I love a cycle. I think it's like so important to feel that independent, isn't it? It is. And I think kids especially, they love the freedom. My own son now, he we let him off with high vis and helmet mm. as strict, strictly with those all the time. But we would be worried, but mm-hmm. we let him off because we want him to have that freedom. Mm-hmm. But we're lucky we live on relatively quiet local roads. But okay. even at that, we would we would be nervous. No, you would be nervous. You really would. Now, let's talk about one very exciting thing that happened for Bike Week and especially for Wexford Town and that's with thanks to Bolt and that was the launch of e-bikes and today up until midnight midnight today they are offering free e-bike trips for up to 30 minutes so if you want to check it out you can um, it's in, all over Wexford Town how did this all come about Claire? So basically Bolt contacted us they're, they're in currently in Kilkenny and they're in Sligo and they approached us about six months ago, saying that they'd like to come into Wexford on a trial basis. So we were very open to the idea because working in active travel, I can see there's big, a big grow for people to cycle. It wasn't going to cost us anything. Um, so we were benefiting and they were going to trial Wexford to see if it would be beneficial to them. So they've brought 50 bikes, or at least there will be 50 bikes on the streets of Wexford by the end of this week. And... Um, there's about 45 parking locations, so you can take a bike, download the Bolt app, take a bike at any of those parking locations, and off you go. And then when you're finished your ride, you need to park it at a designated location again and end your ride. Okay. And then there's a small charge while you're cycling, but the average journey is between 7 and 10 minutes. So on average, you'll be paying maybe 120 to 150 okay. so for it's a, it's a cycle. 18 cents. A minute. That's 18 for the, cent a minute. That's yes. for the e-bikes. Are they all e-bikes or are they offered other bikes as well? They're all e-bikes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're all e-bikes and they're very nice to cycle. I was a bit nervous because they're very heavy. Yeah. But once you get going, they're amazing. They're very sturdy, very solid. So we've had a good few people of all ages up trying them out. And uh, yeah, people are very feel surprised how confident they feel on them. So And where I'd, are I'd they in Wexford people... Town? Is it all in the town or outside? Yes. Yeah, so they're all within the ring road for the moment. Okay. Um, and across the bridge uh, as far as the swimming pools, so into Ferrybank. But predominantly in, in within the ring road, so within Wexford Town. Okay. So So how fast did they... you go, Claire? Did you did you feel you were going fast? I chose the fifteen kilometre an hour option when you set okay. up as a beginner. You can choose 15 kilometres an hour or 25 kilometres an hour. fast enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's fast enough. I would recommend if you're new to e-bikes, go for the 15 kilometre an hour. Mm. The bike will automatically set the speed. They're they're incredible. Um, and and then do you stay at that speed? Or? Well, you, if you paddle faster, you will go faster. So okay. you can, yeah, but they're very, very easy to control. Um, and actually, the Bolt app is very clever. So... For example, on the pedestrian streets of Wexford Town, we didn't want people cycling, obviously, 25 kilometres an hour. Mm. So the, the Bolt app will actually identify when the bike is in those zones and bring the speed right down to about the speed of walking. So about oh, eight kilometres an hour. Good so stuff. there's no chance of people getting mowed down and, yeah, and you yeah. Know, things okay. like that. Good so. stuff. Um, so watch out for them. They're the Bolt new e-bikes, which are available in Wexford Town. What's your hope for them? Is it a tourism thing a getting to work thing what would you like to see people using them for i think it's i think it's more for people just day-to-day commuting mm. yeah 
a lot of staff, even in County Hall where I work, are keen to use them now to get downtown at lunchtime. Those kind of things, mm. just short trips, I think they'll be used for. And that's why the flexibility of having the bikes scattered at various locations around the town where people can jump on and off is really important. Okay. And uh, we may add more parking locations to the list we already have if the demand exists, which I believe it will. And maybe they'll go to other towns around Wexford as well, Claire, if you can get, get, the, get the word out there. If we can get up the hills of Enniscorty and New Ross, yeah, <laughs> we'd be doing well. And you need an e-bike for that. There you go. That <laughs> so. is where it's definitely needed. Up the hill to the castle in Enniscorthy. If you had yes. an e-bike, that's the way you'd be doing it. You that's know? the way to go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, what what a great new thing in Wexford Town. It is Bolt's launch of their new micro mobility service uh, as part of Ireland's Bike Week. And as you said, they're going to be there for a year on a trial. So kind of use them or lose them. Is that the whole thing, Claire? That's pretty much it. Yeah, we want people to, to use them. Let them let us know if there's issues with them. Let us know if you'd like a parking location in your area. Let, basically, let us know what you think. It's not going to we're not going to get it right the first day. It'll take a couple of weeks to bed in, but it's a trial, so there will be teething issues. Um, we're all learning from it, but hopefully it'll be successful. And if it is, we'll roll it out further. Brilliant. Well, fingers crossed. Um, if you enter the code Bike Week up until 12 o'clock tonight and you're using the Bolt electric bikes today, you will get 30 minutes free. But usually it's about 18. It is 18 cent per minute for those e-bikes in Wexford. You need to download the Bolt app and that is so easy if you just Search Bolt app on Google. You will find it there and then you'll be off. You'll be an electric bike professional. Claire Goodwin, thank you so much for joining me. I know you're so busy as the cycling and walking officer with Wexford County Council. Thanks a million for talking to me on the Sunday Grill this morning. Thanks very much, Orla. Bye now. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Carlo native Kathleen Chada has recently released a book. It's called Everything. It outlines the story of her two sons, Owen and Rory, who were just five and ten when they were murdered by their father ten years ago this July. Kathleen spoke to Jade on Beat News during the week and she talked to her about what motivated her to write the book, Everything. Um, I suppose it's been a little while in, in coming, in, in certainly within in my mind. Um, and... There's a few reasons. Um, I wanted something tangible. I wanted something that would explain what um, what had happened, um, and that would would have people understand me maybe a little bit more. But in particular, to understand Owen and Rory, um, you know, they had incredibly happy, loving lives up until. Um, the point where where those lives were taken, and uh, and I want people to know that I'm very proud of the fact that the photograph on the front of the book is something that people recognise now, um, you know, and and associate. They may not always know Owen and Rory's names as they look at it, but but they recognise the picture, and it's important for me that the boys are are remembered uh, in that way. Um, and I suppose I talk a lot. Um, on, on, I suppose, justice a little on grief, but particularly when it comes to to the the justice system in in Ireland. And I hope that the book explains maybe a little bit why I do that, why I persist in in trying to make some change to the the justice system. Um, and and you know, because I get asked why, why do you keep going, why do you bother sometimes um, and it's like no there's, there's good reason and the book um, I think explains that 
We understand that you're an advocate for families who have been impacted by this type of tragedy. What compelled yeah. you to publish the book now? Um, I. It was funny. It all happened very, very quickly. So it's been in my head for a while, and I wasn't hadn't a time frame in mind. I'm very aware that this is the 10 year anniversary, um, and there is something very significant for me in it being 10 years. Um, so when I was introduced to to Liam Hayes, the, the publisher and editor um, originally, you know, I thought this was something that was going to take maybe a year, two years to happen. Um, but it happened within sort of a, only a few months, really. Um, so there wasn't a timeline um, when we started the process. Um you know, I, I talk about it. It's very much my words, and he worked his magic as an editor. Um, and you know, so it came together very quickly. Um, and we we had a discussion as to you know when to publish, and it was well. There's no reason to delay it if there is no reason to delay it. If that makes sense, you know, I, I'm I'm comfortable with it. I'm happy, very very happy with the book. Very proud of the book. Um, and um, we we had a, a long chat about it and decided actually, no, there's no need to delay it any further. So, um, you know, it's not a book that has to be published at a particular time. Um, so um, once we were both happy with the book and with the, the, the final um, draft of it, uh, we made the decision to go ahead and publish. For those listening that may have been impacted by this kind of a tragedy as well. What would you like to say to them now? But there is support out there. So reach out for it. It may sometimes be a little bit difficult to to find it, to know where to turn and where to start. Um, certainly, you know, reaching out to me on, on Facebook is absolutely fine. Um, and, you know, I'm part of a bigger group called SAVE, which is uh, S-A-V-E, which stands for Sentencing and Victim Equality. We came together a number of families and, and, and uh, that have been impacted by um, homicide. And, um, you know, that that's that is the biggest thing I would say is is reach out. There there are those of us that are more than happy to, to chat and to talk. Um, you know, for me, it means so much when I talk to somebody who has had a similar experience. Um, you know, it, it, it means that you've got somebody who just gets it. Um, and that is important. Um, so certainly reaching out, reaching out through the guards, I, I, I have to say they are, in my experience, excellent. They're a fantastic resource. Um, you know, in, in most cases, there will be a guard liaison officer um, and, uh, you know, persevere, come back if, if you're not getting the answers that you you think you need or you want um you know so do persevere but reach out to others um you know there's a number of organizations out there that that are um there to help um you know uh, and, and that is important because you can be very isolated or feel very isolated with something like this and uh, it, it's very important to reach out for for help and if you can't do that yourself um, just because, you know, finding the energy just to get through the day sometimes can be a challenge. Talk to a family member or a friend who can do that on your behalf. Um, you know, and I've seen that. I've done that myself. And I've seen that um, happen with, with others. Uh, and quite often it's it's somebody close to the person that's 
primarily affected um, is the one that will do the, the reaching out and, and that that's always going to be of help. In terms of changes to the justice system, I'm sure it outlines it fully in your book, but just briefly, what kind of changes would you like to see brought in? So the, I suppose one of the changes that has already happened was to the parole bill. Um, you know, so uh, that happened a, a number of years ago and was enacted last year. So there is now a new parole board um, set up and parole has gone from sort of the application of seven years to now being 12 years before a, a perpetrator can apply. So that was a big step. And there's a number of other things within that bill, which which is, is of benefit. Um, one of the things that's being discussed at the moment is minimum sentencing, where a judge would be in the position to um, outline the number of years somebody must serve before consideration for parole. Um, and that would be at the time of sentencing. And that, for me, will be one of the biggest changes um, that I could see happening within the justice system. It's very heartening to hear um, Helen McEntee speak about that. Um, and I've spoken with uh, Simon Harris. So I know that that is something that is is certainly um, being discussed and being um, sort of um, you know, looked at in 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 detail. Uh, it's not just a headline. Um, and then I really, really want to see um, uh, more support for victims. Um, you know, there is a new study that's going to be published um, quite soon. The the uh, research, it's a piece of research that was done here in Ireland in regards to familicide and domestic homicide. Um, and again, myself and, and a number of other families have had the opportunity to speak with um, uh, Minister Simon Harris in regards to this. I'm hoping that it will be published within the next few weeks. Um, and there are a lot of recommendations within that. Some can happen fairly quickly. Some are already in place and there'll be a number then that will, will take a bit more time. But again, there is a commitment um, to to look at this and look at uh, implementing the recommendations as much as possible. Um, it'll take time. There's no question. Um, and we, we all, you know, families affected do understand that. Um, but it's important that progress has been made and that we see that the victims of 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 homicide or crime and their families are actually put to the forefront of the of the system. Um, uh, so, you know, a lot more support is is needed. Um, and, and again, uh, there is a, a commitment to that. And that book is called Everything by Kathleen Chada. It's a memoir by Umbrella Publishing and it's available in all bookshops and on Amazon. Financial Wellbeing with Bank of Ireland. Empowering you to take control of your finances now and into later life. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Well, we've been talking to Lucia McCauley, a financial wellbeing coach with Bank of Ireland for the past month about how we can create a better relationship with our money. We've talked financial wellbeing, literacy and Bank of Ireland's youth financial wellbeing programme as they set out to empower young people to learn a life skill that will help them take control of their finances now and into later life. Well, this week, it's the holy grail, how to take control of your finances. So if you're like me, and at the end of each month, it just can't come quickly enough as you your pay finally comes into your bank account, then buckle up because Lucia McCauley is going to sort our financial lives out for us, aren't you, Lucia? Yeah, I can't believe that I'm going to figure it all out for you. <laughs> now, this is one of these moments where you need to say to us, the Sunday Grill listeners, that we need to take responsibility for this ourselves. Because I think 
that's the thing, isn't it? No one else can do it for us. No matter how much information we get from Bank of Ireland and, and other places, we need to take that responsibility. 100%. And I suppose to taking control of your finances is really scary, especially if you're not facing up to things. So, you know, when you face up to what's going on, it's a massive step. So, you know, clap, you know, to have a clap, pat yourself on the back when you do do that. And when you look at your, you know, I call it your financial baggage, you know, write everything down, you know, the credit card, the loan, you know, there could be um, subscriptions, all the different things that, that that's costing you money. And even the good stuff as well, you know, the the savings, like write all, write everything down where mm. your money's going. And then identify, you know, are you the spender? Are you the saver? So I know I mentioned a few weeks ago, like I'm an emotional spender. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's you're, if you're the person that's happy, you know, oh, you know, I had a really great day, great week at work and I got X, Y and Z. Do you know what? I'm going to treat myself. Or maybe you're feeling a wee bit sad and you want to cheer yourself up, you know. But again, maybe we need to look at other things, look at your feelings and, and sit back there. And I well, and I, I suppose I can say like during the pandemic, for example, we're, we're all working from home and we did have a bit of extra money. Yeah. Um, I, I was buying like the nicest candles ever oh, yeah. and I, I I fell for the Instagram you know the leggings that are going to make you thinner oh, totally. and I bought the dry robe didn't get into the sea but I bought the dry robe oh yeah well sure. listen it came in handy I'm sure it's <laughs> <laughs> still in the wrapping yeah. but again we were we were all dealing with loads of emotions all of us and we weren't seeing people and different things so we were giving ourselves that wee bit of a oh do you know what I'm gonna I'm just gonna buy myself that but I think when you face up and I have done that faced up that you know what I am that kind of spender I have pulled back and um I'm not buying things for the sake of it now mm-hmm. every time I do buy something I'm going right well I actually need it or you know, I do treat myself I'm not gonna say I don't but uh you know it has it has it needs a good reason for it so like you know you want to there's the other side of that spectrum actually as well there's a lot of people who save everything and they don't you know leave any room to enjoy life mm. as well so you you could be either or so it's somewhere in between is yeah. that sweet spot yes I suppose once you've identified that as well and faced up to your finances, you can you can start really good habits. And it doesn't matter what age you are or where you're at in life. And when you do start that, like it could just be saving 100 euros once a month. Mm. And then you decide, you know what, I could afford 200 euros and you just and build it up until you're at the point where that's that's the amount that you can save. And um, for me, that's what I had to do. OK, so am I right in saying that financial well-being is all about making sure you can cover your day to day expenses, plan your future cope with the unexpected and splurge a little bit if you want to as well. Yeah, 100%. And it's really important, um, you know, that you're looking after today, knowing what tomorrow's going to bring and then planning ahead for the future, knowing that you're not going to hit those bumps. So, mm-hmm. you know, think of the longer term things. And we have mentioned those today. So it could be things like having insurance in place for you, for you and your family. It could be your retirement. Like we, like that is something we all want to do at some time. And we, and we probably all look forward to it as well. So you want to have a nice pot of money there whenever that time comes because you want you want to enjoy it and again as you say it is important to be able to manage your money and spend it as well mm-hmm. um, within reason we're not all out and buying Rolexes and things like that but do what's within your means So before you were one of Bank of Ireland's wellbeing coaches you used to go into their schools programme Bank of Ireland school programmes for primary and secondary schools how, how did that conversation start with younger people about taking control of your finances because I'm sure pensions are very far away when you're 15 or 16 so how do you start to take control then? Yeah, well, at that age, it's it's looking at their part-time jobs. So, for example, okay. I remember being in one school and um, I asked them what did they spend their money on. So a few girls put up, well, we go out once a month, like our school disco, and um, makeup and hair and an outfit. And I was like, okay. And I said, how do you afford that? And they were like, well, I have a part-time job and that's how you do it. But mm-hmm. I remember in the same class, there was another girl 
And she said, well, I can't afford to do that, but I still work part time. But she says, my mum makes me pay money into the house. So I have to help towards electricity. So she, I think they had like a pay as you go or something. And she says, I have to hand 10 euro in for that. So we were sitting in the room of 20 students with completely different idea of how how they manage the money but they all knew they had to work to earn it and if they wanted to do x y and z they had to put so much away because their mums and dads couldn't couldn't do it for them all the time and in Um, in both cases they're both being empowered 100 percent, and you know it doesn't matter what they're they're going to spend it on but they're they're realizing that we have to keep x amount to make sure that we can do what we really want to do um at that age which is really important so let's sum it up when it comes to how to control our finances it's about saving is it lucia yeah, but I, I suppose it's the tools that are there too to keep us on track. So, you know, a good budget planner is is hard to beat um, and you can make these as easy or as complicated as you want. So like it could be pen and paper, it could be an Excel spreadsheet and um, you can actually download a budget planner on the Bank of Ireland Financial Wellbeing Hub and okay. it's in our calculators. And then I suppose for some people, you know, when you hear the word budget as well, you kind of cringe and go, oh, gosh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> but um, it might be doing something as easy as on a weekly basis. And maybe, for example, you know, a Sunday well spent keeps brings a week of content. It might be taking like 20 minutes on a, on a Sunday just to sit back of what was spent during the week and what am I going to need this week to mm-hmm. make sure that I meet everything. And again, you know, there's no 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 one size fits all either here. So you have to do what works for you. Well, you and Bank of Ireland have been on a mission to empower young people to learn that life skill of controlling your finances now and into later life. And I think no matter what age you are, there's some really valuable information there. And as you said, budget calculators and the financial well-being test that I did last week. Uh, the Bank of Ireland Hub is the place to go. It's bankofireland.com forward slash financial well-being. Some really interesting and some some scary information there, depending <laughs> on the sort of saver or spender you are, really. Yeah. But I suppose it's time to get real with our finances, isn't it? Isn't it? No matter what age we are, Lucia. Yeah, and we can all do it, you know, just take small steps. Yes. Um, and, and you can and you can get there 100 percent. And there's loads of help. Um, loads of help out there for that as well. Good stuff. Well, you've taught me so much over the last four weeks. Thanks a million for talking to us. That is Lucia McCauley. She's a financial well-being coach with Bank of Ireland and of course bankofireland.com and financial well-being is where you need to go to find out more details, do those tests and get lots of information. Lucia, thanks a million for joining us over the past month here on Beat 102 and 03. Thanks a million. Financial well-being with Bank of Ireland. Empowering you to take control of your finances now and into later life. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Across the southeast, this is Beat 102-103. You're listening to The Sunday Grill. Brian is back from his world travels. He'll tell us about that in a minute. But he's not with me today. He's somewhere else. Yeah. There he is now. Travelling again. Sniggering around. <laughs> yeah. Um, this week he reviewed the Netflix documentary The Art of Not Giving an F. I can't say the F word on the radio. I'm sorry. I know there's some people who say it on air because it's the title of this documentary, but I can't. I just can't do it. I'm very, very sorry. I can, though. No, you can't. I can. You no, can no. Beep it out. No, no. I have no time to be beeping out stuff. <laughs> do not say that word, Brian. Okay? Okay. Promise fair. me. Okay. Pinky promise. promise. Right. Um, Don't let me down now, okay? Okay. So The Art of Not Giving an F, uh, originally a book by Mark Manson back in 2016. Let's have a listen. Do you know what? This trailer, I think this trailer kind of sums up what the documentary is. You think it's great. I'm a real, oh, I know what it's about now. Why will I bother? Let's have a listen. 
you're going to die one day. They just wanted to remind you. Stand clear. This is me, Mark Manson, and I wrote a book. It's about self-esteem. You deserve to be special and unique and extraordinary. Actually, that's bullshit. It's about positivity. <laughs> you go on social media and you feel like a loser. <laughs> the message is that a better life is about more, more, more. Making a lot of money might make you feel good, but it won't make your kids love you. Oh! They go heavily featuring Chumba Bumba. Love a bit of Chumba Bumba. Yeah. Uh, and I get I love down. their other songs as well, obviously. What's their other songs? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's let's talk this. And as I said, from this trailer alone, I'm like, did we not know this already? It's all about positivity. It's not about things. What is he telling us differently? This is uh, from 2016. American blogger and author Mark Manson brought us the art of not giving an a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. And it was a self-help book that did really well. It's taken seven years for it to come to Netflix. Brian told me off air that he loved it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, spoilers! Or I was supposed to cue this <laughs> till the end. Yeah, I thought it was great. I genuinely like. It's one of those things. Well, I normally come to you. I'm like, Orla, you're a cynic. I watch a film. It's based on a book, and I just couldn't mm-hmm. get through it or whatever. Yeah. But this, I was just. It's just such an interesting thing because the like the, it's the author telling his story. It's okay. literally the book made into a documentary rather than being like dramatized or anything. It's him telling okay. his story in video form, which I think is just. Such a clever way of doing it, because like, and it's even like he started as he has himself. He had it like b- girls in bikinis swimming around him. He's like, be funny, and I joined. It was, and I, I love that. Like it was just this simple thing, and it's weird. We've never reviewed a documentary. No, before, we haven't. Which is, yeah, it's a first for us, Orla. It is a first for you, Brian. Very much a first yeah. for you. Now, um, as I said, he's kind of telling us nothing new. Um, at the start of the trailer, which you didn't hear there. He talks a lot about a thing that I've seen a lot on social media recently is that just because you're you and an individual, you can't expect that nothing bad will happen to you. It's not like it's a, you know, the world is turned upside down. If something bad happens, bad stuff happens. Get over it. Is that kind of the premise of his stuff? Yeah, it's 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 there's a point now where he's like, you're not special. And it's like, you know, the the whole thing when we're growing up is like everyone's special. Everyone's their own thing. Everyone's unique. Everyone brings their own things to the table. He's like, you're not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since kind of the whole like COVID times and everyone was kind of basically depressed for like a couple of years, I know I was for sure. Like, you know, so it's like it's one of those things of everyone kind of went through that stage of what am I doing with myself? Where am I going? What What's going on? And while at the same time you see people like living these high lives and it's like everyone's kind of in the same boat a small bit. Like you just have to kind of enjoy life and not work too much kind of just enjoy yourself and that's kind of the the whole thing behind it like, so know? what did you learn from it what have you taken from it well it's it's essentially kind of it's more of a reassuring thing more than a learning thing because i feel like I, I already kind of live live the lifestyle of not really giving a okay ah! thank you See, i didn't say it yeah, there you go you. you're welcome and um it's just it's it's a thing it's an interesting thing to just see this guy and like he he tells his story he lays it all out on the table of why he is the way he is. He said, I'm not a great person. I didn't live a great life. But you know what? I've met some great people. I've done some great things. And I've accepted I am the way I am. I'm not great, but I'm trying my best. And I was like, I kind of love that, you know? 
because there's yeah. so many things of like everyone's a hero everyone's the greatest ever it's like no everyone's actually kind of a bit crap when you think about it like but mm-hmm. people people aren't willing to admit that so is this more about what people are putting across on their different social media platforms that they're brilliant or is he talking yeah. about life in general I think I think life in general I think it's kind of one of those things you have to look you have to accept the fact that when when it's not it can't always be everyone else is the problem it can't always be the case of like we're all we're always right in this scenario I know I am but everyone else it's a case of like uh like you just have to accept it sometimes you have to accept that you're the one that's wrong in the scenario and that like you're not that the, the the cleverest person in the room but you if you're willing to admit that and change and grow from it like what's wrong there's nothing wrong with that then like you know Wise failure words, is a big part of life Wise it's words. a very yeah it made me very kind of poetic a small but normally it's mm. like i like the colors and it was funny now it's like wow what a genius now can i tell you some of the reaction to it um too many stunts someone too many said stunts. yeah nah i liked it really so lots of yeah. kind of setups are there so it, what it does is it's one of those things where it's constant attention it's a constant like when he's explaining something, it's not just on him a lot. It's okay. mostly like little clips from movies and little clips from just like animations and just stuff to read it. reiterate points in like a visual form. So he's using both the sound and the visual. So it's very, very kind of big. And there's like there's bits to it and like they, there's jokes in it. And he has fun with it. Like he's basically like he, he's honestly at the same time as while it's called this, the subtle art of not giving a I don't know how to beep. I've never I've, <laughs> I'm going to say F. Um, the it's so we should harmonize, but uh, it's it's at the same time when he's making it, he also doesn't care. He does also doesn't like have to live a documentary by a documentary's rules and okay, do yeah, it the way no, it's supposed to be sense. done. Okay, and I'm, he's he's doing his own way. All right, I'm gonna give it a go. I'm a bit intrigued by it, but I part of me does believe that it's just gonna be the same old, same old gratitude, yeah, well, positivity. Don't live by your work. Yada, yada, yada. It's called The yeah. Art of Not Giving a... Do it, Brian, with me. The Art of Not Giving a... <laughs> the most casual sensory I've ever heard in my entire life. It's out on Netflix right now. Let's give it some black puddings there. I'll give it like an 8 out of 10. I thought, okay. it, was, I thought it was quite entertaining. Good stuff. Um, you're back from your travels, of course. I am indeed. Where was the I'm most uh, exotic place you got to on those Brian's travels around the world slash Britain uh, slash Europe? I mean, probably Luxembourg. That's oh, now, come on now. Like, you went to Paris. That's fairly fancy. I was in I was in Paris for the day, but I didn't really like it. Okay. What did you not like about boring. it? Oh. Ah, it was boring. It's just buildings, like, you know. Okay. There's buildings everywhere. So Luxembourg, no, I, you give a big thumbs up to Luxembourg. Burb? Yeah. Well, Why can't it, I say it's, Luxembourg? It's everywhere I visited that had people I was hanging out with. Is top, and then everywhere that I was on my own is, is bottom. It was, it was kind of boring when you're just bobbing around. Yeah, like that's so. true. That is true. Luxembourg, though, what would you tell people to go do? Um, Apart from hang out with your go pals. To, go to all the gigs. Go to yeah, hang out with my fr- personal <laughs> friends. Um, yeah, go to go to gigs. Uh, I crashed a wedding. Oh, lovely! Got Typical invited to a wedding, and uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but it works. Um, but it was like just enjoy it, like literally. There's free trans- public transport and everything there, so you can go around. There's gigs on all the time, everywhere. Okay. So it's just a it's a constant. Yeah, I'd never think of it place. as a place to go. No, it's it's, it's uh, imagine tourism uh, tourism in Luxembourg is about to skyrocket. Yeah, because of you, Brian Griffin. Because hundred uh, percent. I should get commission or something from that. Wow. 
We'll, we'll try. But in the meantime, the art are not giving a. <laughs> Why are you so slow with the life, reactions? Do you want to try it once uh, more? The art are not okay. giving a. I've whatever eight black puddings <laughs> out of ten. Will I see you back in the studio next week? Um, ah, Brian. Let's just maybe. leave it at the as, okay? Thank you very much. <laughs> eight black puddings out of ten. Brian is somewhere in Ireland. Goodbye. <laughs> the Sunday Grill on Beat One Hundred Two One Hundred Three.